right, there they go. Double R and Stu. Jordan will be joining me here in a moment. We've got plenty of Texas football conversation to get into over the next hour on It's Only an Hour. And, of course, Trey and BK from 12 to 1, Chip and Zay from 1 to 3, and uh, it'll be Trey and Kevin Dunn this afternoon from 3 to 5. Lots of Longhorn football topics to get into. Man, yesterday was December 13th, 2023. Uh, usually don't get a ton of, of major college football news on a day like that, but there were three pretty massive stories for the University of Texas. There were some big stories across the college football world as well. A lot of stuff going on nationally, but just here in Austin for the University of Texas, you had the three pretty huge stories. Uh, of course, the release of the 2024 SEC schedule last night. You had the news that Kobe Black was committing to Texas, and you also had the news that Malik Murphy was entering the transfer portal, and he was not going to be a part of Texas's playoff appearance. So a lot to get into. I see our man Jordan right now, so I think he's ready to roll. Jordan, you got me? Yes, sir. You got me? There he is. Loud and clear, brother. How you doing today? Not too bad. Not too bad. Where, where are you at right now? You up in uh, the Metroplex? Yeah, I'm uh, actually I'm at the Star in Frisco. Oh, um, yeah, have some have some work going on. So outside of twenty four seven, so trying to kill two birds with one stone, and um, yeah, you're uh, you're working too hard, man. You're too young to be working that hard. You know that, right? Yeah, a lot of people say that. I guess not. <laughs> yes, not. hey, you make it work for sure. What's uh, can I ask? What you're doing up there? I know you're going to some of the high school state championship games in Arlington at Jerry World, but what's what's cooking over at the practice facility? Uh, I, I I can't really share because it'll it'll kind of expose my network. Okay, don't get don't get you don't want don't want to do that. Yeah, no, 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 no. All right, well, let's talk Texas, man. I mentioned it. Huge day yesterday, like December thirteenth. It's always close to signing day, so I guess no surprise that you had somebody commit yesterday. But the fact that in the same twenty four hours, hell, the same like eight hours, you had Kobe Black make his announcement. Congrats to you. You were all over that. You had Malik Murphy make his announcement that he's leaving and he's leaving before the playoff starts. And then obviously you had the SEC schedule. So I'll give you the floor, man, wherever, whichever one of those three stories you want to start with, just kind of your biggest takeaway from uh, yesterday involving Texas football. Yeah. So I haven't even had a chance to look at what the schedule is or read any of our content for that. Um, so I won't hit on that, but uh, for Kobe black, I mean, everyone saw this one coming. Um, you know, th this will be in our uh, behind-the-scenes story for the whole class that comes out in February. But, I mean, I don't think it's too wild to share it now. But, I mean, basically, since January, we we knew this is where it was trending. Um, I I was actually coming Baylor up until June 1st whenever I switched over to uh, Horns 24-7 full-time. Um, but I was helping out Hudson and Mike with the, with the January junior day this year. And uh, Kobe Black was there. And... Um, as he was walking out, uh, Hudson Standish interviewed him and, you know, I walked up to him and I asked Hudson, you know, like, what do you think? Uh, you know, at the time he was a five-star, I believe was actually the number one corner in America at the time. I may be wrong though. Um, and he's like, I really think they're going to get him, um, just based off talking to him. And then five minutes later, Hudson got a text from 
a source in Austin who said, don't crystal ball Kobe Black, but we really think we're going to end up getting him. Hmm. And he was like, he didn't give us a sign. The text was like, he didn't give us a silent or anything like that. But like, you know, we feel really strongly we're going to end up with him. Um, and that really didn't change through the spring. Um, he said yesterday he didn't give a silent commitment until August. Uh, someone told me differently on his official visit. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, he still ended up where, you know, everyone thought he'd end up, um, which is Texas and what the intel was suggesting going back to January. So, you know, not a surprise. I really think anyone, um, I'm not going to lie. I kn- I've known it was Texas for a really long time, just like I said, but yeah. being at the ceremony, he, it always gets you when they, when they take the hat out and put it down, I'm just like, okay, whoa, 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 like, hey, you know, because I, I, I anticipate, you know, a little trickery coming, but it still yeah. gets my heart pumping, you know what I mean? So Yeah, it's like all the uh, work Kobe you've early six months, you know, it's, it's like, shit, is this just a waste of time? Everything that I've written about this kid and all this stuff that I prepared, like, is he really about to pull the rug out from under me right now? Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's a bunch of other guys from the, a lot of people think that at least I can speak for the recruiting market side of it. I'm not in the press box at texas games and i don't attend texas games like that so i can't really speak for them but it seems like online people try to get a lot of these you know texas recruiting writers to go against each other we're all friends in person and uh there's a lot of us at at kobe black ceremony and (laughs) i was kind of behind everyone the way i was videoing so whenever he reaches in for the other bag i I like looked at everyone and they're all like (laughs) god and i was just like oh no but, but yeah, he ended up coming through like we anticipated, but still, it always makes it a little nerve wracking for us. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the backstory on Kobe. Um, he FaceTimed the staff whenever he did silent commit in August. Like, we know what he did. Um, but again, someone told me in June that it was. I mean, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then Malik Murphy, um, Man, going back, it was – he did the BYU game and the Kansas State game, right? Those are the – and the Kansas State game is the last game he started, right? Yep, those two. Okay. Yeah, I remember it was the – I was actually – that was the one Texas home game. Or no, one Texas game I've been to this year was the Texas-BYU game. Picks like – or Kansas State, my bad. Picks like one of the worst ones to uh, attend possibly. But – um. Whenever Quinn came back as starter uh, against T, actually no, I was at the TCU game. Jesus, wow, long day already. But um, after the TCU game, yeah, where Quinn came back and was starter, and they won in Fort Worth. Um, the week following was I, I had already anticipated Malik Murphy entering the portal um, and assumed it would be happening. You know, just like a lot of other Texas fans. Um, but within a week of Quinn, you know, coming back from his injury, you know, I did hear from people he was putting in plans to be at another school um, for next season, which didn't surprise me at all. Um, At that time I asked, you know, how would it work? They're obviously going to make a bowl game no matter what, at that point in the season, we knew that. Um, So, you know, I asked the source, how would this work? And he's like, well, he's probably not going to play again. So, you know, we think we'll play in the bowl game, but we're going to give him that option no matter what. I was just like, okay. And I mean, dude, from then, which was the week between TCU and whoever was the next game. I think Tech. Was it Tech? 
Uh, Iowa State. Iowa State, that's right. Yeah. Between that week and uh, the news officially coming out last night, like, I was told he is going to be in the bowl game. He isn't going to be in the bowl game like a thousand times. I was told like he's leaving before the bowl game. He's leaving after the bowl game like a thousand times. But the one constant was that he's gone no matter what. Um, so we so, still we still don't know for sure if he's gone before the so bowl I, game. I I have not yet contacted anyone about Malik Murphy since the news broke yesterday. But I did see that um, Pete Thamel said that. I think he had an exact quote. Let me let me pull this up. Okay. Yeah, I think like right after the news dropped that he was hitting the portal, there was a thought that okay, maybe he's going to stay. But it feels like the prevailing sentiment over the last like twelve hours or so has been that he's he's gone before the CFP. And then Stark, Stark met with somebody at Fox in Houston because he was, I guess, at a banquet down there, and he was talking yeah. to somebody, and it, it, he made it sound like. Malik was gone and wasn't going to be a part of the Washington game. Yeah. So um, originally who broke Malik entering the portal was actually the account, the Twitter account for the seven on seven program he played with in high school, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We, so I was actually driving from Connolly high school to AT&T stadium whenever he did go in the portal. And it was me who wrote the story, but that story has been written for like a month. <laughs> Um, and it just had to be updated. But uh, this is from Pete Thamel. He tweeted this out yesterday shortly after um, Malik Murphy's 7-on-7 seven seven program announced the news. He said, Malik Murphy told ESPN he's not going to be with the Longhorns in the college football playoff. He would have preferred to stay through the season, but the time did not allow it. Murphy told ESPN, quote, it's nothing against Texas at all. I'm doing this purely for me and my future. In my eyes, I'll always be a Longhorn and a part of this great team, end quote. Hmm. So... So let me ask you this, like, well, I guess a couple of questions on this. Um, where, where does Malik Murphy end up? I don't know if he's made a decision, but, I mean, we heard all sorts of rumors. You guys were over this at Orange 24-7. Like, after the spring, there were some big-time programs who were reaching out to Malik, trying to get him to enter the portal back then. Uh, you know, now he's got another year in this offense. He played a couple of games, showed some good things on tape. Wasn't amazing in either of those two starts that he had, but obviously has some starting experience now, which I think teams will value. Like what what type of offers, I guess, and what type of schools do you expect to be interested in, in going after Malik now that he's officially in the portal? Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, so the last, the last I asked about Malik Murphy was about a week and a half ago. And, you know, I asked what's the plan here. And I was told then um, that he's going to announce it before the bowl game but we'll play in the bowl game again. This is a week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, but that he was, and I was like, well, why isn't he announced it? Cause this was like the, I believe this was the day or shortly after uh, the portal opened and I was speaking to the source. And I was like, why isn't he announced it? Like it's better for him if he gets it now, you know, so you can have more opportunities for yourself. Cause the, the window's closing when it closes, you know? Um, and he was like, yeah, he wants to get a feel for, you know, the quarterback dominoes. He wants to see some of them fall. And then, you know, so you can see what spots are open to have a better idea. Um, another thing, too, uh, in the portal, you know, I mean, this happens in high school a lot, too. Um, schools will tell a number to a kid, and then the kid will show up, and they won't have that number for him and money. Yeah. Um, word gets around very quickly in the transfer portal, at least with the big-name guys, because all these guys have NIL agents, and all the NIL agents are connected to each other, and they're all friends and tell each other information. 
word gets around very, very quickly whenever schools are shorthanding kids. So I think that could also be part of it, wanting to be safe. Um, I don't know that for a fact, though. That's just, you know, my speculation for why it was announced yesterday on December 13th instead of December 4th when the portal opened. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it makes sense. I did hear that week or whenever I was on the phone call with that source, I asked, you know, who's it looking like he could be? And he was like, you know, I haven't heard anyone besides Oregon and Ohio State and if they're interested, but, you know, yeah. So I, I I don't know. Ohio State is casting a wide net in how they're tampering to get themselves a quarterback for next year. Um, they've hit up a player who will probably be a day one or day two draft pick at quarterback next year. He's not eligible this year. Trying to get him, and he was like, "Dude, no, <laughs> like I'm, I'm good." Guy here. Not in the, the guy is not in the portal, right? Yeah, not in the portal. Yeah, I can't really say who it is just because I don't want to come out and accuse yeah. Ohio State yeah, yeah, yeah. of tampering or ever getting involved in the NCAA. You, you just but, did. Um, that's okay. No, that's all right. Yeah, no, no specific. specific. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I know nothing, Mister FBI agent. Listen to this. Um, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, that's that's Malik and uh, Kobe Black. That's the scoop on there. Um, there's some other stuff, or not scoop, I guess the latest. Um, let me uh, let me stop you real quick. Uh, I'm gonna ask you one more question on Malik because you brought up the word mm-hmm. tampering, and like it, it, it's clear tampering happens. So that's this is not in any way a shot at Malik Murphy at all. Like the the guy's doing what's best for him. He did great for Texas. Means a lot to a lot of guys in that locker room. We wish him all of the best wherever his next stop is. Hope it's not in the SEC because I don't want to have to root against the kid. Um, is like legally, I get why he would enter the portal now, right? Because teams can actually start contacting Malik Murphy legally now that he's in the portal. But like you said, I mean, we all know so many of these conversations go on even when guys aren't in the portal. Like, is there a real, real benefit to entering, actually entering the portal now versus just kind of putting feelers out there and sort of letting everybody know that like, hey, after the season, I'm going to be there? Yeah, um, I think, I mean, honestly, I think the best strategy, if I was a big name player in the portal and I knew I'd have a lot of guys, um, I would do exactly one week before it opened. And obviously, if my team wasn't playing in a conference championship, I would do exactly one week before it opened. So, the, you know, exact the, the Monday prior to the Monday the portal opens mm. and I'd hit up Hayes Fawcett and be like, hey, deep fry me, give me a graphic. Um and announce it. So those are based whenever people are saying like whenever Hayes Fawcett goes and posts Brad Kellner, Ohio State wide receiver, was a four star out of high school, has two years of eligibility left, has told me he intends to enter the transfer portal when it opens. Basically, that is just saying like, hey, I'll come get me, come tamper with me. I know I can't be in there till Monday. Like I'm open, come talk. That's what it is. Yeah. Everyone just hits them up. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would do that. And then enter on Monday, obviously, as soon as you can. That's that's what I think would be the best way. What I think is really interesting with the Malik Murphy stuff, like, one, I think he did hurt his stock by how he played um, when he did get his, his shot. Also, another thing that whenever people say these big-name schools are after him, it's, it's just kind of confusing to me, to be honest. Um I know everyone was really excited about what he did at the spring game. Go back and watch those throws where he's throwing bombs, right? 
He's throwing to Jonte Cook, who's a five-star. He's getting guarded by someone wearing, like, number 37 as a walk-on. Like, come on, right? Yeah. Also, watch his feet. On the one he connects with Jonte, his feet do not move when he throws the ball. Like, it mechanically, of the three, because there are four scholarship quarterbacks, of the three main scholarship quarterbacks, mechanically is the worst, and it's not really close. Um, he's, my thing is just, like, Man, Sark, he's known as kind of the QB wizard or, you know, having a good QB mind, helping out quarterbacks. Malik Murphy was always a high upside guy that you were going to have to develop, and he needed time to to get developed. You know, I, I don't want to say you ever want to give up in a kid in two years, but, you know, if, if Sarkeesian isn't – if he's the guy that is supposed to be able to fix quarterbacks or help him get ready and he hasn't been able to do it with Malik Murphy, you know what I mean? Like how many schools are, are – going to be after him, the, the big-time programs. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he can't be successful anymore. I'm just saying, like, it was very interesting to me after the spring game when it was getting reported SEC schools were after him, moved to all that. The sources I spoke with never mentioned any of those schools. Really? Um, yeah. So, again, it's, it's, it's all been really interesting to me. I think he can be very successful in the right system um, and with the right coaches and the right weapons around him. But, you know, he he's a very interesting player in the portal because, again, all the stuff, the reason he was ranked high out of high school, that's all still there. It's all still there, you know. Um, but, again, he's still largely an upside guy, and he's now two years removed from high school. So it's going to be interesting who wants to try to buy the lottery ticket um, and see if they're going to win the lottery ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah, I saw uh, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic and Fox. Like He tweeted out something yesterday after Murphy entered the portal, and it was like a blurb from a, a scout or a coach or somebody uh, associated with a, a college football program. And like he's like, man, this guy is the most raw talent we've seen since C.J. Stroud. And it's like, holy shit. Like that's, that's the upside that you're talking about that people thought, okay, if he's able to put it all together, then maybe there's that type of ceiling. But yeah, it's just, you're right, man. There's, there's two games. He did some good things. Obviously Texas went two and oh, and they needed those two wins to make it to the big 12 title in the college football playoff. So we're grateful for that. But yeah, I mean, like we were all like, Oh, yours has bad mechanics. And then we saw Malik Murphy play and it's like, Oh shit. Like I, I'd love to go back to yours as mechanical problems. Cause his footwork is way better than Malik. So it's like, yeah, even his two years with Sark in this system, you could tell there's still a lot of work to be done. And you go after a QB in the portal, Jordan, you know this better than I do, because you want to win right now. And I, I don't know if Malik Murphy, like I hear Ohio State and Oregon, I'm like, there's no way that guy's good enough to start at either of those places right now for a full season. So it's like, does he want to go to maybe a school like that and compete and hopefully start? Or does he go a tier down and, either high G5 or low P5 and uh, just say, you know, I, I don't care if I'm on a national title contending type of team or a blue blood. I just, I want to play. So I'm going to go there. Yeah. No, I'm again, I really want Malik Murphy to be successful. I think people are saying Fresno state, Oregon state, Cal, uh, Sean Lewis at San Diego state. It's really interesting to see whenever players enter the portal, where they end up. Um, for me, I go to a lot of games, a lot of seven-on-seven tournaments, a lot of training sessions, um, and I'm younger, you know. So for me, sometimes it's hard to build sources with coaches because they think I'm the same age as the kids they're coaching, you know what I mean? 
Um, so a lot of a lot of the intel and stuff I get comes directly from the high school players because the relationships I built with them and the trust I built with them. And with the portal opening, you know, I've had I've had some calls. What do you think about me entering the portal? What would you suggest? I'm in the portal. What do you think about these school systems, stuff like that? Hmm. And it's like the thing I always tell them, like, money is very important. Don't get me wrong, but you cannot choose a school off of money. Like, you're going in the portal because you're not happy with the current situation. You aren't playing or you're not getting paid enough. But, like, dude, you've only been in college one year. If you portal, you're trapped there where if you want to leave, you have to sit out for at least three years. Like, it's time to drop your nuts. Like, it's make or break. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling them, like, you you need to decide. You want to go to the – are you trying to go to the NFL or are you trying to go to the NFL but you also want a good de- degree playing here? I'm like, you need to figure out what you actually want because so many of these players go in the portal and it just doesn't work. And they're yeah. trapped there and it's a shit show. Like – Jalen Catalan wasn't anticipating anything that happened. I don't think any Texas fans were really anticipating that. But, you know, maybe he could have picked a school that was going to guarantee him the starting job and was going to give him 70% of the reps. I don't know if his body could have held up then or whatever. But I just meant, you know, instead of a place that would have rotated him as much like he was at Texas. Um, that was a really bad example. But some of these guys pick the shittiest places to transfer to for like the long-term success. And it's kind of upset seeing it and seeing that people in their circle are letting them make these decisions. But, but yeah, so um, that's enough for that. I saw CB's uh, reports there. Matthew Golden's going to visit Texas. Yeah. I did want to talk about that. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to put out a report after we get off air. I just uh, had a pretty, pretty busy morning and I'm not going to try to type while doing a show. Um but I can confirm he is visiting Texas. Uh, I reported yesterday he had a visit set up for Louisville this weekend and that uh, Louisville is making a very aggressive push. Um, they were really impressive NIL program. And uh, Matthew Golden actually does have a lot of connections um, to Louisville program and his circle. Can't really explain them specifically, but does have a lot of connections to the program. Texas, uh, the staff was in the area yesterday. They're making in-home visits, school visits, stopping by and, you know, seeing high school players commits targets. Uh, whenever they, they do these and they're in the area, they also try to stop by and see transfer portal targets, which is what they did. Um, they had a handful of offensive staffers going and uh, meet with Golden in his circle in Houston yesterday and um, not visiting Louisville anymore this weekend. And he'll actually be on campus today. Um, no kidding. Yeah, uh, I was told by my source, and again, I'm going to put in a crystal ball with the with the story I'm going to put out after I get off air. Um, but, you know, fully expecting him to end up at Texas now. I wrote that I was expecting him, but just the legal visit was something I was watching. Now that that's off the table, um, I mean, y- y'all have seen where it was going. The picks were entered in right after he entered. So, um, yeah, Texas – I think we're on commit watch right now. I know I am. Uh, I was told that, you know, maybe something could happen as soon as today, uh, but also not to be surprised if it doesn't happen today. Uh, I did ask uh, the source, and again, uh, I've been reporting on Matthew Gold. I just want to say right now, I've been reporting on Matthew Gold and Jamar Caldwell for like almost two weeks. Yeah. And it all, everyone else is acting like this is new in like the last three days. Um, 
But Golden, you've been all—I'll all, all vouch for you. Like I'm a subscriber on twenty-four-seven. Like I've been—I've been seeing this dude, like well before Golden actually hit the portal. It was like, watch out for this kid. Watch out for this kid. Texas, Texas. Like it, it could happen. So no, nah, you've been—you've been all over that deal. There's no doubt. Hey, I appreciate it. Um, but I, I had a, a pretty good source on Golden, um, and yeah. Looking, looking like Texas. Asked him how long the visit could be. He says he doesn't know. The source did, but uh, the, he's showing up on campus today. Um, there was a vi- I reported yesterday there was a visitor um, that was going to be on campus today as well. That we were asked by sources at Texas not to report. Um, that was not Matthew Golden. I've not seen it get reported yet. I did check back in with the source that asked me to hold on to it this morning, and they said they might actually be canceling that visit for today, Texas will. Uh, but they're not sure yet, um, and they still asked me to keep holding on to it. So until I get the green light, um, can't really talk about it. But I, with the different moving parts right now, I don't think that visit will happen for that guy. And once it's fully canceled, I think it's. I think I'll get the green light to post it. Um, another guy I want to talk about is Jamar Caldwell. He's also at Houston. Um, another thing, too, going back to uh, when I first started reporting on Caldwell and Golden. On Golden, I had mentioned that a big part of it was going to be uh, Dekeel Shorts, who's a Houston wide receivers coach. If he's retained, if he's brought back, what's going on there? Dekeel Shorts is in communication with the – there he isn't – originally he wasn't being retained. Tulane – or the Tulane wide receivers coach had come over with the Houston staff. And about two days ago reported that he actually wouldn't be the wide receiver hire. I was told that there is some interest in Schwartz potentially coming back. He also is in communication with a few SEC programs, a few Big Ten programs. Um, and he's a really damn good coach. Like, he he really is. Um, he's the guy that stole Jonah Wilson from Texas, Matthew Golden from Texas originally. Uh, also got Mikhail Harrison Pilot last cycle, who's like the third highest rated kid Houston's ever signed. Like, he can recruit his ass off. He also got Stephon Johnson in the portal, who was one of the, the better freshman portal receivers last year. He was at Oklahoma State last year. Uh, he can coach his ass off, and he can recruit. Houston does have some money for NIL, but if he got SEC backing, SEC funding, he'd be kind of unstoppable. Um, so I, I reported if Shorts is brought back, that will affect it with Golden. Golden and Shorts are very close. Um, now it looks like he could be coming back. I asked how would that affect it with Golden. The source told me things have been soured too much and he's not going back to Houston no matter what. When reporting on that, I also reported that it was a similar situation with Jamari Caldwell and his position coach, which is uh, the Houston D-line coach named uh, James Ely, I believe. It might be John Ely, I'm not sure. Um, Whenever the Tulane assistant staff hires were announced a few days ago, it was also announced they would be bringing over the defensive line coach from Tulane. This morning, uh, 24-7's Matt Zenitz reported that the Tulane D-line coach is actually not going to be a part of the Tulane staff and that Brian Ely, or Brian, that's what his first name is, there it is. is actually going to be retained by Houston. Um, I was told that as close as Shorts and Golden were, Caldwell and his guy were closer, so to expect Caldwell to come back. Um, I have seen it online. I'm not sure who reported originally, so I, I'm sorry if I can't give credit, but I've seen on Twitter that apparently Jamari Caldwell's academic credits won't transfer to Texas. Uh, he's originally from South Carolina and then did two years at JUCO. This is two, second year at UH this past season. 
Um, he's one year left to eligibility. I asked my source for Caldwell. Hey, I saw something online about credits. You know, what all do you know here? And he was like, hey, I mean, I don't think it'll matter because Ely's coming back. Mm. So, yeah. So that, that dream has maybe died for Texas fans. I mean, Caldwell put up good numbers this year. I think six and a half sacks, two of them against yeah, Texas as a DT. Yep. Like, that's that's pretty damn good. And obviously, Tavondre Sweat's gone, and Byron Murphy's probably gone as well. So, uh, look, maybe Alfred Collins comes back, Vernon Broughton's coming back. You've got some guys uh, who will stay here in that uh, interior D-line group. But you know, getting a guy who's got some skins on the wall like Caldwell would have been huge. So uh, that's a bummer. That is a bummer that you uh, might be standing pat down at Houston. Yeah. Um, yeah, anybody, anybody, yet, like, I guess any D tackles to look at? Like where, obviously wide receivers are the point of emphasis for Texas. You guys have talked about Makuba at safety a lot, Trey Moore at edge. I know I think you crystal balled him to Texas a couple of days ago, if memory serves. But any anybody else, I'll, I'll give you the floor, I guess. But uh, any other names or position groups that you think Texas and the staff is really focusing on right now in the portal? Yeah, um, I'll hit on Trey Moore real quick. Uh, I do have a crystal ball prediction in for Texas, and um, as things currently stand, I still think that's uh, likely going to be the landing spot. Um, Bobby Burton of uh, I'm not ex- who of on Texas football. I guess I'm not sure if he's affiliated with what side anymore. I guess I'll just say on Texas football. Mm-hmm. Uh, reported this morning that Trey Moore. Uh, who visited Texas last weekend is actually going to be visiting Alabama this weekend. It was originally scheduled for Ohio State. Also potentially looking at Ole Miss. I have a, a fairly decent source to Trey Moore, but he's been on a plane for like the last four hours. So I haven't been able to check there. Um, but yeah, so I, I should have something on Trey Moore later today. I guess whether confirming or maybe my source will say something different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, still still feel the same way uh, kind of about Texas. Um, he's Smithson Valley kid. Grew up wanting to go to Texas, grew up cheering for Texas. And that's his dream school. But, you know, it's hard whenever Alabama or Ohio State, Ole Miss, you know, are coming with the, you know, we want we have interest in you, we want you, whatever. Also impressive in NIL deals. Um, I did actually ask my source how important he thinks NIL will be. And he was like, you know, it's always going to be important, but his family is doing pretty well. So in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's really at the front of their mind here. Mm. Um, which, you know, covering Texas, um, they have the money to compete with literally anyone in America, if not more money than anyone in America. So I'm not really worried there, but, you know, it is part of the story. So, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll comment on it. Yeah. Um, in terms of rest of the portal, I'm not going to lie. The defensive line group haven't been super impressed with it, but I mean, that's kind of how it works. Like edges and like a good edge or great edges, great tight ends, great interior D linemen. They don't really exist in the portal. Like they're very rare. Trey Moore is one of them, but they, yeah. they're very rare. So they get paid to stay, don't they? Yeah. Um, someone said Smith Valley's in the state title game this weekend. Yes, they are. I'll actually uh, be seeing them uh, tomorrow night at seven o'clock. They're gonna. They got a tough game versus Toledo. Um, 
<laughs> Someone said, what is the story behind AM players saying they were promised NIL, but it was never paid? How can that be accurate? So I don't really know what the story is right there, but I can tell you what happens in college football recruiting like all the time. Um, well, not all the time, and it, but it definitely does happen. Um, part of the NCAA, schools cannot talk NIL with the kid besides being on like a visit or something and saying, hey, these are how much this guy makes on a team. This is how much this guy makes. This is how much you can make. These are the different deals they do. That's all legally they can say. Now keep in mind that never effing happens. <laughs> That's the only thing, because uh, you know you know how it goes down. Um, but basically, it is okay. Um, I don't know. Um, Alabama, right? You're a five-star wide receiver. Thank you. Um, I tell you, we're going to give you, because usually the way the deals are structured is it'll be a number the first year and it goes up. Could be 20K each year. Could be 100K each year. Could be different. Let's say we're going to give you 400K our first year. Is it going to go up 50K each year? And that's what we tell you we'll give you on the official visit when you commit. Shake my hand. Woo-to-woo, all that. And then um, you show up to campus. You're all moved in in January. And... uh Sorry, hold up. Oh, you're good. This is a great cliffhanger. You gotta, you gotta watch season two, I guess, to get the second half of, of this story from Jordan right here. That's, I'm amazed yeah. that, uh, yeah, Evan Stewart said AM didn't pay him. Like maybe, maybe that's part of the second half of your story. Maybe he was one of those kids because I'm sure he was promised a lot in that epic recruiting class that Jimbo and company were able to bring in a couple of years ago. Oh, that guy. That guy, I can't imagine, was willing to go somewhere without a belief that he was going to get at least six figures, if not more than that. So yeah, if he uh, if he got left at the altar, then there, there might have been a lot of that going on at Texas A&M, and I don't think A&M's alone, too. But, uh, yeah, like that's uh, promises are, are made and not kept, and there, there aren't a lot of rules and regulations with NIL. It's obviously been a very popular talking point with people who cover college sports for the last few years, so... You kind of open the door, Jordan, for for shit like that to happen. Yeah, sorry, I'll continue on my point. I hated yeah. to leave you on the cliffhanger, but um, the deal was four hundred k, and it's going to go up fifty k each year after your first year. You show up to campus in January, all moved in. Hey, BK, um, we actually only have two hundred fifty k to give you. Um, we're sorry. <laughs> but you signed your letter of intent and moved into the school already. <laughs> yes, there's not true. shit you can do. God. So and they legally cannot sign anything because legally they cannot talk to these guys about a deal. Right. And so what was told to me through Jaden Rashada, that was kind of the biggest example of what's happened so far. And that. Um, in that in that. I guess space. Um, Jaden Rashada's deal. This is from well-placed NIL sources and multiple people who have told me the same story. So I know it's true. Jaden Rashada's deal was six million for three years of Florida. He showed up um, after signing day, ready to move in. They also told him and his family they put him in a house. Shows up, don't have a house for them. Don't have any of the six million they told him. They told him they didn't even have six million. They really have like three something. 
they get out of their letter of intent, kind of expose Florida for it on the way out. Um, yeah. I believe they had they, they went they gave the story to someone. I forgot who who posted it, um, but they they gave the full story to someone, and then ended up at Arizona State. I don't think Arizona State even has three million dollars to operate with off NIL themselves. So yeah, I guess he just didn't is more comfortable taking less money than just getting screwed on a deal and still getting more. But um, so he, he didn't that, get that any does, of that money, did he? Like he just he left and got zero. Uh, I really don't know how much of it he got because okay. also I didn't. I was talking about I didn't include any of the money that's given to players before they sign, yeah. anything like that. So yeah, true. Um, man, like guys would get paid to cancel visits, to go on visits, like the whole nine yards, man. Anything that the school wants you bad enough, they'll they'll pay kids to do anything, like literally anything. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but- what about uh, so, man? I, I'm looking at Horns 24/7 right now, and y'all's composite rankings and y'all's overall rankings. You have Texas as the number six class. I think it was 11 yesterday, and obviously you get the Kobe Black commitment, which it looks like he's the fourth highest rated player that Texas has in this class right now. And we're six days away, and obviously you're you're working nonstop trying to figure out what's going on here. But you know, last year Sark had a top three class. Uh, this year, I think I heard you with Mike Roach and Jeff a couple of days ago talking about that possibility again. Do you feel like just recruiting now, obviously away from the portal, you feel like Sark's going to be able to close with a top three again? Or is, you know, five, six range kind of feel like where things are uh, are going to end up? I mean, look, um, they're going to finish at least five. Yeah, they're going to finish at least five in the recruit rankings, not the overall. Um, I can't say that right now. Okay. I, we have quotes for one player that is still yet to come off the board and commit to Texas that's in high school. So that's – I added that player to the class, and it puts him number five. Okay. And so, then and then yeah. that's, that's not a guy who's currently transferred or currently committed to a different school. That's somebody else? So man, I you know I can't comment on different stuff like that. Okay, yeah, I can't give you all the details. That's <laughs> like yesterday. I was like, yeah, there's a visitor coming in. I cannot give y'all any info besides just saying this. I'm sorry, but you know, I yeah. understand. I gotta protect my sources. Hey, and uh, everyone's like, was he on offense or defense? And everyone just downvoted it. And I was like, thank God. Like, <laughs> I I know. Like, I'm sorry, y'all. How much did he weigh? But, uh, yeah, yeah, for how real. Many yeah. Name? Like everyone just nitpicking, yeah. trying to play twenty-one questions to to get to it. Oh man, you no, know, dude, I, I've been there in the fans' perspective, where it's just like, man, tell me. But like now that you know, I'm been in the writer's perspective the last year or two. Like it's not fun having to hold information. Like trust me, every writer wants to break as much shit as they can, and it's not fun at all. Yeah, no, it's so. it, it's a skill, man. Like I I don't want people telling me behind the scenes news like that because i don't i don't trust myself to keep it a secret and like i just had you guys lay it all out there too because if you're wrong on something like this you could be right you know chip will tell you more about this than i can you can be right 999 times but if you post something or report something that's wrong on that a thousandth time it's like people just hold it against you forever so i'm like shit i ain't dealing with any of that right now i'll just have dumb yeah. opinions on the air be wrong about picking games but like i don't want to break any news that turns out not to be true so i uh i got a yeah. ton of respect for the way you guys operate 
Yeah, man, there there have been some stuff that I've been called out on that I can't defend myself because I'll expose, I guess, kids in the process that, um, I don't know, aren't letting me report certain information at the time. Um, but, you know, y'all, the curtain will be pulled back in February with the behind-the-scenes story where I get to actually give my side of the story for the first time. There you go. But usually no one cares four months later or whatever, you know. Yeah. Let me uh, let me show you this because you mentioned earlier, Jordan, that you hadn't seen the uh, SEC schedule for next year. So I'll share the screen if you want to give some thoughts on uh, what Texas has. This obviously includes the non-conference games too. But uh, if you're listening on the app, Colorado State at home to open up the year, then the big trip to Ann Arbor week two. UTSA and ULM. So it's four non-conference games, obviously a change from what Texas has been. And I, I think this is temporary, right? The SEC will eventually go to the nine-game conference schedule. But uh, here you go. Mississippi State at home to open up SEC play. OU and Georgia back-to-back after a bye week and uh, the last game of the year at Texas A&M. So any, any initial thoughts on uh, what you're seeing from the first SEC slate for Texas? Um, Colorado State dub, Michigan. Yeah. I'm actually going to the Michigan game. Um, oh, let's go. A close friend I met a few years ago is uh, actually from Belleville, which is right outside of Ann Arbor, and he grew up a huge Michigan fan. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one, and I'm probably, I mean, I might try to go as media. I don't know. The thing is, like, it's fun being on the field, taking photos, and being in the press box, but it's like, you know, that's work. It is. It's not like you got to work. You can't just hang out up there, obviously. So. Dude, I might I just try to experience it as a fan. Yeah, I can't. I can't do the press box, man. Like, I've. I don't know with Texas sports unfiltered if I had the access that I had working for ESPN or the Horn, but like, I I would never go sit up there. Like, I'd rather pay to go sit in the upper deck just so I can drink and just so I can make noise. Like, I am incapable of watching one of my favorite teams play without making noise. It's like a game like yeah. that. Yeah, like sitting in the press box. It's cool and it's free. But, like, dude, you, you got to be a part of the big house crowd, and that's your first time there. I'm trying to get there, too. That'll be my first time. Like, you got to you gotta see what that thing is like out with the people, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. That's 2-0, UTSA. <laughs> dude, who's coaching that team, by the way? Do we know? It don't matter. They're losing everything. So Yeah, true. I, I do think they're going to end up with a transfer portal quarterback. Not that I have any intel there. I just think that's probably what makes the most sense right now. And looking at it from kind of a casual fan perspective. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know shit about Michigan or the ins and outs of that program um, and what positions they want or need. But I do know after J.J. McCarthy, they don't have much in, left in the cupboard. Um, cupboard or whatever. Uh, Jaden Davis, who's like a borderline five-star, I believe. He might have been bumped down. Um He'll be a true freshman, but, you know, I know they're trying to get Dante Moore and a few other guys. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see who their quarterback is, and that's definitely something to follow as a Texas fan, um, you know, with the portal open and who they could be getting because that, that will directly affect Texas' season next year. So, yeah, uh, ULM, uh, Mississippi State. <laughs> I really hope I don't get put on some, like, clip or something. It, no, you but, will. Um, you will for sure. You know that. Geez. Um Oklahoma, you know how it is. That that's that's one to watch. Georgia's one to watch. Vandy. Yeah. I'm I'm actually probably gonna go up to Vanderbilt for that. 
I really like Nashville. So um, I'll probably try to make a road trip out of it. And I have a buddy who actually has a condo that's like two blocks from Broadway. And it's like one block from uh, the 24-7 offices, which is right next to Broadway as well in the CMT building. Um that's well done, and you'll but, be uh, uh, you'll be of age by then, right? So you'll you'll get the full full experience. Full yeah, tour. maybe yeah. I, I'll be of age as of twelve hours and eleven minutes, actually. No um, kidding, but yeah, but um, Florida, yeah, they might not have the same staff by that time next year. What? Um, yeah, I was gonna Arkansas, like Napier. Napier's for thing. sure coming back. We're like, but yeah, okay, both of those guys, Napier and Pittman, are like for sure back to start the year. Or is there anything that could happen? Like, who who's the kid? Lagway, you are talking about the other yeah. day, and you dropped like a maybe. There's something going on with him. He's like Florida's big commit at quarterback. Like, is is there a chance anything happens before next season where either Napier at Florida or Pittman at Arkansas is is gone? Um, there's a very real chance Lagway could flip is what I was told like 20 minutes before I actually got on the show. Um, I'm not going to report on that just cause I can't. Um, and also I really would like to stay out of that with all the other shit going on. <laughs> um, but man, if they lose Phil Smee and they lose Lagway, that's pretty, that's pretty, you can't fire. I don't think a coach has ever been fired off of losing commits. So I don't think they can really do that, but it's like, God damn, they, they yeah. cannot lose Lagway. Bill Smith is important not to lose. I think they're losing him regardless. Um, but man, Lagway, they, they cannot lose, they cannot lose him. Like if they yeah. do, all shit's going to break loose in Gainesville. Uh, do you expect Murphy to transfer to a school or step down from Texas versus Blue Blood? Um, I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm really not sure. Um, I haven't asked. I, I just hope he picks a place that can um, prepare him best for the NFL and that he doesn't just chase a price or anything like that, like a lot of other guys do in the portal. Um, honestly, shot Pete and fire Pittman. Very, very true. Very true. And I actually will have some stuff on. Um, relating to that in the behind the scenes story in February. Um, yeah, the bringing Pittman back is very confusing to me. It's the same way I kind of feel about what Bailey's doing with Randa, where it's like, if you're not going to fire him this year, you're bringing him back just to fire him next year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, at the same time, like they're really like this coaching cycle has been pretty quiet. I feel like, or the coaching carousel, um, for this time of the year has been quieter than it usually is. I feel like it's just because there's not a ton of good candidates that are like obvious shoe-in future head coaches. I feel like like there's a lot less than there usually is. I think that might have played a part in it for Pittman coming back. I'm not sure, though. Um, my thoughts on Lagway as a player. here. So I can tell a lot of people have – I've seen a lot of people question why Texas never offered Lagway. Um, so he's always been – Big body, super athletic, super physical quarterback. Um, that's, I mean, he's not a, I wouldn't say he's a dual threat quarterback. He definitely has, he's like Arch. He's like Arch. Arch, I wouldn't classify as a dual threat quarterback, but Arch does 
have the legs to be very effective in the run game and scramble, move around the pocket. I, I think it's like lag way. Not that that's the comp, but the play style is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to illustrate. Um, but Lagway, when I saw him as freshman year and he had all a bunch of offers in the sophomore year, I'm not going to lie. I was very confused. Um, I saw the physical talent, the arm talent, and I understood why, but watching him in seven on seven, he literally could not read defenses. Like I'm serious. He could not, he, he could not process the defense. Um, at certain times when I was seeing him as a freshman and sophomore in seven on seven. And I remember being at a tournament his sophomore year, actually, Nick Harris, who now works for the Cowboys. I might actually be trying to grab lunch from him down the street. There you go. Um, he might be right outside your door right now. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I know he is. He's at his office over there. I've been I've been over there, but I didn't even tell him I was coming today. Um, I appreciate you giving us the uh, the Wi-Fi password, by the way. I'm going to take a picture of that. So if I'm ever up at the star, it's on that screen behind you. Like, thank you for uh, for letting me know what it is. So I'm set. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember asking Nick at the time, you know, also the knowledge I have of how the recruiting world works is a lot better than it was back then. So I asked Nick, like, you know, he's a five-star. He has all these offers. Why isn't Texas offered him? And he was like, watch him try to read the defense. And, like, I really watched for that. And I was like, oh, shit, whoa. You know what I mean? And he said the feedback that he got from sources was just that um, the mental part of the game, they didn't know if he had it. And, you know, Sarkeesian runs a pretty complex offense, so he needs to have a pretty effing smart quarterback. And, you know, they didn't feel like he was a guy. Another thing, too. They're originally after Dylan Raiola and um, what is his name? Julian Sane. Julian Sane committed to Alabama. Mm-hmm. They're originally after those two guys for 2024, but they pretty much lost everyone once uh, once um, they got Arch. Because no one no one wanted to come in behind Arch and sit. They knew the situation. Yeah. No, no super high profile five star guys. So I think that officially closed the door on Lagway. I do want to say though, um, I fully believe Lagway is a five star prospect right now. Um, he's really turned the corner. Um, he's a lot more accurate. I still think the way I, I notice he is his consistency with keeping his arm level. Um, I'd like to see him work on that. Um uh, sometimes I do think he maybe tries to force her to do too much, but dude, they're really no max on this guy. Like he's the best 2024 quarterback I've seen in person. I think same oh. time. I've not seen Rayola in person. I've not seen Sane in person. Um, but of the guys I have, I think he's easily the the best 2024 quarterback. Um, but he's elite speed, elite size. I mean, he's built like a shit brick house. You need like three guys to bring him down at the high school level. Like DeSoto literally couldn't tackle him unless they had four people. Um, he can throw off any platform. This series made like 20 throws where he jumps up and nukes it and he can throw the ball like 70 yards. Like he is basically, uh, I can already tell whenever it comes time for him to get drafted, everyone is going to say, especially if he ends up sticking with Florida, that he's Anthony Richardson. He's not mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson. He's much more accurate. Um, he's not as athletic as Anthony Richardson. He's a similar big physical quarterback, but he's 6'2", not 6'5". Um, and he's much more accurate and consist- consistent 
and doesn't deal with the same problems as uh, as Richardson does. But I, I just I wanted to, to you know show some love to DJ. I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying he can't read a defense at all. And it never was like that he couldn't. It's just he was struggling to. Yeah. Um, when he was younger, but I mean, a lot of quarterbacks do, you know. Um, are you? Uh, yeah, are someone's. You, go ahead. I was going to ask, are you allowed to divulge? You said there's a chance Lagway flips. Is there a certain school that's being linked to him, or is it just he just wants to get away from the sinking ship that is Florida football right now? Yeah. Um, so A and M, um, I think is the most likely one. That's the only one I've heard. Wow. Um, I did ask my source, like, hey, I saw because it all got brought up. Um, and I was like, hey, I saw AM did an in-home with Lagway. You know, what's going on there? He's like, how do you find out about that? It's like I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> and he was like, that was not supposed to get out. Nope. Um, yeah, they were they were trying to keep it quiet. Um, and someone reported it. Um, you know, things like that always end up getting out at the end of the day. So whoever reported it, I'm sure, was just like, I want the credit. Um, that was not supposed to get out. I saw him post a graphic yesterday about Florida that he's like one week away from signing. So I really don't know how locked in he is uh, on his end. But the person I'm talking to says A&M is very much a threat. Um, if he goes to A&M, that is a big deal for Texas. Um, you know, Wigman only has one year left. I think he needs to play the full season to be – drafted where he wants to be drafted. Um but if AM gets gets Lagway, that's that's a pretty big game changer. You know, like Lagway is a quarterback who'll play in the NFL one day. Wow. Um that that's it's a it's a game changer. So I'm trying to that's what, definitely something to watch potentially. Yeah. I mean what do you think AM does at QB? Like I, I'm looking at all these Vegas odds for Transfer portal kids. I don't know how often you check this stuff out. You've got better sources than Vegas does on this, so you probably don't need to. But uh, like every top big name quarterback that's in the portal is like linked to AM in Vegas, where they've got like top three to five odds for everybody. I mean, McCord for DJU, obviously for Riley Leonard because of the Elko connection. Like, do you think they run it back with Wegman, or could you see them being a player for one of those like? Plug and play starters from the portal. Um, I know they're tampering with Cam Ward during the season, um, and whenever he wasn't officially officially in the portal, they tried talking to him. He didn't really give him the time of the day because he just didn't care for A and M. That's what I was told. Okay. Um, I was kind of confused by that just because, like, I really don't think Wigman is a problem. Um. And, you know, bringing in a guy like Cam Ward, who was one year, that would, like, I don't think Wigman or anyone who's in Wigman's shoes would would play that situation. Um, and I think anyone with their with the right mind would leave. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't paid attention to who they're after besides, you know, Ward. I just know that that isn't happening, um, at least as of right now. But, yeah, and Riley Leonard did commit to Notre Dame. Oh, well. that's official? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the worst kept secret. Another yeah. thing too, I I don't I just think it's kind of bad business to maybe put in crystal balls right after guys enter because it's like, hey, we're just accusing the school of tampering. Just <laughs> like, like everyone knows what's going on, but just I always like to be safe, man, because the last thing I ever want is to be involved in the NCAA violation, you know. 
or yeah. not involve the question about or whatever. So and we don't want I'd like that to either. go on the record as saying, "Fuck the NCAA, investigate me, please, you cocksuckers." <laughs> yes. You don't have as much to lose as Jordan does. I know, I know, but still. Oh, man. There is a player. He's not at the University of Texas, but he's at a school that's in the state of Texas who's getting investigated by the NCAA right now for his recruitment. I am not going to blow the whistle on it. But the NCAA, I think, is, could be starting to crack down on some guys sometime soon. Again, this player is not at Texas. I want to make that very clear. Yeah, wow. good, good luck with that, NCAA. You continue to uh, misstep your way to where you're not going to have any role in the sport of college football, which will be better for everybody. Man. All right, Jordan, we know you got a ton of work to do today, brother. Great show. Always enjoy chopping it up with you. Happy early birthday. Uh, don't don't celebrate too much tonight, man, and uh, we'll uh, see, see you tomorrow. Are you on tomorrow? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm going to try to find somewhere in the uh, the press box at AT&T. Very um, good. I'll fake and I'll do it in my car at the hotel or something. I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, brother. You're the man. See you tomorrow. Yes, sir. See you.